Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Hey there, I am so glad that you're with me today because I am sharing the fourth and final part of a series that I've been doing with my good friend, Carolyn Gardner. And today we are finishing up a discussion about the best way to support our teens as they navigate the challenges of reintegrating into a post-COVID world. Now, after months of isolation and virtual learning and all the challenges of a world that literally stopped in its tracks, we know that many of our teens are heading back into the classroom and we ourselves are returning to jobs and other roles outside the cocoon of our homes. So today, Carolyn and I are talking about some of the best strategies and ideas that teachers and parents can use this fall when we're all going to be re-entering a world that looks very different than it has before. Now, if you haven't listened to the previous three episodes in the series, I want to make sure you go back and do that. But if you're going to stick with me for right now, I do want to make sure that you are properly introduced to Carolyn. She is a business owner who helps entrepreneurs clarify and create their digital content and curriculum, something that it's no wonder she's fabulous at, as she was formerly an elementary school teacher for 20 years. Carolyn and I met when I started interviewing people to help me with my own content, and I feel like I hit the jackpot finding her. So I am going to stop talking now so you can meet her for yourself. So let's dive in. And back to what you were talking about with teachers and just sharing that and taking the five minutes, Mm -hmm. I think it it reminds me, I I think when you start the school year, I don't know how you did this. I'm imagining it was probably similar to what I'm about to describe, but I Mm -hmm. would really take at least the first week, if not the first Mm -hmm. two weeks of school Mm -hmm. to really uh, teach and train the kids in just the procedures and the rules mm-hmm. and the systems mm-hmm. and, and all those kinds of things. And tucked into that was getting to know them. So right. I think really kind of adjusting what your normal get to know you questions are mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year to include the pandemic effects. Like that's mm-hmm. a really simple way that you could, Absolutely. could do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that there's administrators listening too. Yeah, me um, too. And um, because, you know, and I was just reading yesterday how it has had to have been an incredibly difficult time for them that they've been going through themselves, um, you know, with a lot more on their shoulders than they would share. But um, I mean, I would encourage them or teachers, preferably them, but if that doesn't happen, encourage teachers to proactively start conversations about how are we going to address this? And, you know, I've heard that many are, and that's wonderful, but you know, like, how can we prioritize this and make that be the focus 
I think, unfortunately, you know, last summer was distracted by, are we going to open up and what's going to happen? And there were so many conversations about that, that, you know, the summer professional development was kind of confused, (laughs) but talking now about, you know, what are ways that we can prep for this to be really prepared and, you know, encouraging as administrators, encouraging teachers to look at what you're already doing rather than feeling like they have to create something new because, you know, think about those community things that you were talking about that you do at the beginning of the year, right? Um, make sure to use those intentionally or what else could you add or how could you do it a little bit differently, but you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know, look at, look at your plans of what you've done, but make them maybe more focused, let's say. This right. On right. Well, through. yeah. As you were sharing the whole, you, you know, the piece where you were like, you know, share the story and ask how they're feeling. I was thinking about, I I would always do an activity probably within the first couple of days where it was a that's me activity where I would just read Mm -hmm. off statements. And if it describes somebody, they would stand up. So Mm -hmm. it was a really quick and fast kind of icebreaker game type thing. So I would say, you know, I play basketball and whoever played basketball would stand up, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I think you can totally incorporate what we're talking about into little games like that, even like, Mm -hmm. you know, and it would lighten it up a little bit too. It doesn't have to be intense all the time. Right. What's the best TikTok that you saw during the (laughs) pandemic, you know, like silly things like that. So, so yeah, where you're breaking the ice again, but then you can go a little bit deeper, the more time that you've spent, you know, third, fifth day or whatever. I really like that because that acknowledges what we know everybody's been doing right while they've been stuck at home. And so there's like the laugh factor and then there's the connection factor. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So, and then too, keeping in mind, I think what's been on my heart lately are all the kids who are maybe in really bad situations in their homes, whether Mm -hmm. it's abusive or Mm -hmm. neglected or, or, Mm -hmm. or whatever those are and helping those kids. Mm -hmm. And, and you're not going to be able to get to those kids unless you're doing the kinds of things that we're talking about. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just keeping an open eye on, how kids are, are doing, you know, there were always those hard situations, right? Um, Mm -hmm. now I'm just hoping that we're more keenly aware of that as Mm -hmm. we go back and it might be more widespread. This is where, you know, I would say as a teacher, this is where in this beginning time you could introduce that journal that we were talking about. Right. Oh yeah. In the last Um, episode. Yeah. 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 So in these community building times, maybe, you know, if you have different periods with your students, if you're teaching older kids, maybe it's a journal that you're going to have that you interact with just one, or maybe you're going to have that as something as an option. But I would say, you know, while it's not like I had said that I'm a writing teacher first, Mm -hmm. um, it's not a writing assignment. It could be your first writing unit, let's say, or just teaching them how to write in a journal and learning those skills for themselves. Like I would even talk to, you know, administrators and throw that past them as a way to practically this year, help kids while still addressing standards. Absolutely. Um, You know, to say, can we just say that our first writing unit could be teaching the kids how to write in a journal journal? We're addressing SEL skills. We're addressing, you know, 
do those types of proactive things, you know, assume that it's going to be, you know, your administrators have a lot of other things to think about. And if you're approaching them with something that's going to solve a problem, you will, you will have a good conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm even thinking like, as we were talking about it last week, I don't think I, I mentioned it then, but I think encouraging kids to write in the journals, they're not graded, but if they do extra credit, like there are all kinds right. of ways to encourage and, you know, or giving them time to do it five minutes at the end of class. Like, obviously that probably feels like it fits more like in an English class than in other places. However, like I'm starting to think like, what if you were in a social studies class and, you know, we were talking about difficult times and there's a first uh, assignment that's not going to be graded. It's just going to be your opportunity to discuss Mm -hmm. your experience Mm -hmm. in a specific way won't be great. It'll just be your opportunity to express and tell me something you want me to know about what this was like for you. Right. What do you want me to know? Absolutely. And, and if it needed to be subject focused, if that's something that was required of you or whatever, Mm -hmm. you can easily do that. I think with any subject based on everything that's gone on in the past year and a half, Yep whether it's political or what, what it's like to watch the news and does that, you know, what feelings does that bring up in you? Because I know as an adult, it's a lot of anxiety, a lot of times, like to mm-hmm. see the conflict, you know, regardless of what side you're on, but just exactly. all of the emotions that that brings mm-hmm. up, I think that would definitely fit, you know, I'm, I'm, a social studies at first (laughs) at heart kind of, kind of girl. So yeah. What if we gave, you know, audience to them expressing how, you know, the social justice issues of fate, you know, affected them. Or I was also thinking um, while we're talking about, you know, the kids who are frustrated because they're behind for whatever reason, what if they have a math assignment and, you know, they have the opportunity because the teacher says at the bottom, you know, I'm feeling like I'm really behind in this because, I had to do this, this, and this in my house this last year. Do you know right. what I mean? I do. Just creative ways of helping them. What if that teacher understood that, right? And said, oh, yeah. it's not that he's not getting it. He pretty much missed six months of work because he had to watch his younger brothers and sisters and help them with their virtual learning while their mom kept their job. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like we really have to be aware of Circumstances. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think to me, one of the... um I don't know if you'd call it a silver lining or a blessing from, from the pandemic, I think is maybe that this is going to generate more interaction between teachers and parents. I mean, I I think in a perfect world, in my ideal world, they would be a team and we're all focused on the kids and, you know, helping them. And I know it's often not, not like that, but I'm hoping that this, this will move us closer towards that because we all have been in the same boat and we all do hopefully want what's best for our kids, you know, no well, matter if we can how old put they them are. first and really consider these social emotional skills. Part of social emotional skills is social <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. relationship skills and, and valuing that we're part of a team and you know, challenging some of your habits and being willing to extend your understanding of others. If you're committed to be part of that process, that will absolutely happen. Those relationships will absolutely improve. Yeah. 
for sure. I'm also thinking too, going back to what you were saying about being behind and trying to catch kids mm-hmm. up and kind of hit the ground running. It's, really at the beginning a, stress. Of the year. it's a lot of stress. And, and I think what I've been thinking a lot about is I'm curious what it's going to look like for our kids, you know, will with a son in college, we've had a lot mm-hmm. of talks about you know, with the stress and anxiety and all the things that went along with this year, what's it going to look like for employers, for these kids who are in college right now or in high school right now with, you know, if they're applying to colleges and college graduates applying to jobs, are people going to look at this year and go, oh yeah, that was the pandemic. We're not really going to use that as a, you know, a measuring stick for who you are and what your abilities are. I I certainly hope that that's the case where there's some grace there. Well, that's why I, I, you know, currently as much as this is a passion of mine, currently my focus is on business. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I look at this social emotional learning in the larger context of emotional um, intelligence, Mm -hmm. because it has to be a concern for all. I've been doing some reading lately on, you know, just like there are concerns about organized schools being understanding employers are starting to expect, are starting to expect more of their employees to like, we got to get back to work. We got to get back to like a normal routine. Like everybody's Mm -hmm. feeling it in a different context. Right. So I don't know the answer to that, but I do think that we have to proactively take these steps to give grace in all of these contexts because everybody just did the best they could. Yeah. Everybody's been doing the best that they can. And, and I want to encourage anybody that's listening, you know, if you're frustrated with yourself or your parenting or your teaching or worried about your child, you know, everybody's been doing the best they can, even with the mistakes that they've made. But ideally, yes, we have to kind of give grace about this last year and ideally say, let's move forward. And I've heard some good stories about that where there have been examples of people saying, yeah, you know, with grades or whatever that, you know, it's, this was not usual. Yeah. Um, well, and not just but, not usual, but kind of unprecedented. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, at least we can't expect the same things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't expect the same things and, and letting, and letting it be messy. I think mm-hmm. that's the bigger thing, you know, the bigger thing too, is it's okay that it's messy. It doesn't have to be Instagram perfect. No. <laughs> you know, like. And so I guess yeah. my concern is, you know, if, if somebody is listening and they're feeling like they don't work for someone that's understanding or they don't work somewhere or, you know, they're dealing with challenges that doesn't undo the good that it will do for you to practice these skills yourself. It will help you right, with those experiences. It will empower you to potentially change those situations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the good always starts in us for, you know, we talk about it in terms of our kids, but doing the work ourselves as adults, we need to do the work. We, we were not taught this way. We, right. you know, most of us did not learn these things growing up and that's to no fault of the last generation. It's just, you know, information it what we it learned. Yeah, it is. And, um, if we are stronger in these ways, it will help the next generation, but it will also change us mm-hmm. and, and things that we will do. Right. Right. I love that, Carolyn. I love that. I love that you're acknowledging, I I do know that there are people who are listening right now who this could sound really overwhelming because of your circumstances, but just taking that breath and going, you know what, 
I can do it with my students or I can do it with my own kids or whatever that's going to look like for you. I think that's so empowering. Well, and, and I would love for us to see communities, you know, ultimately SEL is not just for the classroom. It's for the school. It's for parent. It's about, you know, making those connections like you were talking about, not just parents and teachers, but communities, you know, growing that and whether that is, you know, what is that community? It could be anything. It could be, you know, houses of worship. It could be towns, you know, just taking all types of efforts, anybody that's listening, wherever you can make an impact Mm -hmm. and give grace and, and create safe spaces. Right. Right. Well, and, and I'm just going to share this and I don't think my daughter or this teacher would mind, but I do know there was a day early on this year, like it, this semester, probably like in January where my daughter was having a really hard day and she um, she's in band and she emailed her teacher um, as class was starting and just said, I'm having a really hard day. Is it okay if I sit today out? And I was concerned what was going to come back at her with that. Mm-hmm. But the teacher wrote back and was just like, absolutely. This is hard for all of us. Take, take the day, take good care of yourself. Let me know if there's anything I can do. Like it was amazing how she responded. And I actually wrote her an email just saying, thank you so much. Like that made all the difference. And, and again, fast is slow, slow is fast. And being able to take moments like that and have grace means that for my daughter, Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, for me too, like my daughter's doing anything for her, that teacher, like Absolutely. she's working her booty off because she's, mm-hmm. she knows that that teacher sees her and values her, has grace with her. And I see that. And so I want to support her in whatever way I can, like, you know, however I can step up and, and be of use or service or whatever, you know, an encouragement to that teacher. It's powerful. Grace is powerful. It's a beautiful story and it's evident of, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time. It didn't take her a lot of time to say that to her, but it did take her having a certain mindset herself. Right. 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 So she had to be in the place where she was prepared to give grace. And that's not like a quick thing. Like that's evident of her doing work herself on her own frame of mind which it is, you know, mindset is something we could talk about. <laughs> that <laughs> could be another three episodes, right? You no, know, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, just paying attention to what you're, the messages you're telling yourself and how you, how you decide to perceive things in a positive or negative way. And she decided that she would give grace to her students whenever she has that opportunity. That's what that says to me. Yes. And that doesn't take long, but the work that went into the background for her may have taken some time to decide that. Yeah, I would, I would agree mm-hmm. because those things don't just happen. It's, you have to be super intentional. Well, thank you, Carolyn, for being here and talking with me about this. I hope that this is an encouragement to teachers and parents to really take their time as we step into the world again. I was going to say the world as we know it or knew it, but I don't even know that it's going to be that. I think as we step into this new normal, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I know um, we shared this in the last episode, but you do have a resource that's geared towards younger Mm -hmm. students or, or, or kids 
but I think it can probably be adapted for whatever age you want to use it. And we're going to share that resource that walks you through how to set up journaling. Yes. And mm-hmm. I have that resource in my show notes and um, you can catch that there and grab that and um, we'll send that to you. So um, before we go, is there anything else that you want to share or add? I feel like we've covered a lot of ground <laughs> these past two episodes, but you have, are such a wealth of knowledge and have such mm-hmm. great things to share. Is there anything that you would like to to throw? Well, I just appreciate the time being here and the opportunity to talk about something that's close to my heart. And um, I guess I would just say, you know, just be aware of all the hats that you wear. I'm, I'm thankful to Amy to give me this opportunity to talk about something that I'm, I'm not doing on the daily anymore. And it's an, a good reminder of all the hats that we wear and that we have to really realize that we are going through things ourselves right now too. Right. And um, give yourself grace. And that that's sometimes the hardest. Yes, um, I, I but, would agree. Um, I just encourage, we're all going into this next year together. You're not alone. Be willing to reach out to someone and, um, and get in that journal, you know? Yeah. It's just such a, it's a safe place and it's such a help. Yes. But thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. Oh my I gosh. could talk about it all day. <laughs> we could. And I'm just, just so excited to be able to share you with all of my people because you're you fabulous. So, so, and again, <laughs> she also um, has a podcast that's been archived and then you should be able to find it on iTunes and it is called SEL first. So you can find Carolyn there. And I encourage you to go and listen to her because again, like I said, she is fabulous. Thank you. All right. Thanks for being <laughs> it's my here privilege to be here. All right. Thank you. It feels like thank you just isn't enough to express my gratitude to Carolyn. I so appreciate the wisdom and the experience that she shared with us over the past few episodes. If anything she shared has impacted you, I would love for you to leave a review about it on iTunes. You guys have no idea what it means to get your feedback there. Plus, when you rate and review the show, it means more people can find us. So if you're not sure how to do that, because admittedly, it is a little complicated. You can find a link to directions for that in my show notes for this episode at theishgirl.com forward slash EP125. Now also on that show notes page is a link to some questions that you can use that are helpful when talking to your teens about their pandemic experiences. It's a resource called Open Ended Questions Cheats Sheet, and I would just encourage you to download that there. Okay, friends, thanks again for sharing your ears with me. I just love spending time with you. And from an ish girl who cannot believe we are already halfway through July, I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together. Oh,